when you lose people you you're left with that feeling right you're left with an empty feeling and it's kind of like what's next how do i go on without you right what do i do now it's like a song from bruno mars for this one right and it says seems like pain has been my only friend my fragile heart's been done so wrong i wondered if i'd ever heal again and you really feel that feeling when that person leaves right it's like like I said, how do I go on? What do I do next? I never had really lost a friend that was, like, that close to me that I would see on the daily and, like, talk to daily or, like, talk about what we're going to do next, you know? Like, it, it, it hurt a lot because I already had known him for so long. Um, and then just for, like, uh, all of a sudden, just for that person to be gone, it's like, you're never going to see them again. You're not going to talk to them again. You know, it's, it's, it's a crazy feeling that I still sometimes have, like, Nah, he's out there somewhere. He faked his death or something, you know? Like, that's what I keep telling like, telling myself, like, he faked his death or something, you know? This is Sad Boy Radio. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Sad Boy Radio. I'm your host, Matt, and today we got a very special guest, a uh, very talented videographer. Go ahead and introduce yourself, man. What's up? My name's Film. Um, I do video work and photography work. Yeah, anything with a camera, I could do. <laughs> and the editing you know oh, yeah that's the most difficult part you know that's a lot that people don't even really focus on they think that you know you shoot it put it out and it's good like no that is not the fucking process so talk about that a little bit and you know how you've really grown from the beginning to now when i first started i didn't know anything about a camera obviously you know and then it's just like just started off by practicing on my own um learning how to shoot manual because uh, everything was at auto at first you know everything just whatever the camera did all right cool i wouldn't even edit the pictures i'm like all right this looks cool i'm gonna keep it like that you know and then uh yeah from there just uh from practicing a lot you know like i did a lot of free stuff so just doing that different uh different topics like sports or like street photography uh um just like going to events or like you know like little gathering family parties to go practice um learning from that and then editing too um started off with free programs and then eventually evolved from there into like using final cut premiere and all that you know i'm still learning but you know got a little bit more the hang of it every day is a learning process with that shit man especially you know you just go into youtube find out how to do it and that shit still takes time though and people don't even think about it oh yeah but man so talk about how you got into like entertainment you know you do a lot of work with a lot of different artists from 50 cent to man we were just talking about sueños mas flow so talk about that a little bit before i started um doing photography and like video stuff um I was a DJ, like I, st- I was, I was, that was like my thing, music. Um, <clears throat> I started DJing at like house parties, um, little bars here and there, and then like started progressing there from like to bigger venues. But yeah, that's kind of like how I met um, the circle that I still talk to n- now. You know, like the circle of DJs, uh, producers, like promoters. And then when I stopped DJing, um, that's when I started. I went to go buy a camera, and I picked up a camera, started doing that. Um, I did college for like a year and like experimented there for a bit and then I was like oh school's not for me you know like I just couldn't do it so I started working started picking up the camera more just practicing and then uh one of my uh guys uh his name is DJ Cheech he recommended me to uh one of the guys from V5 mm-hmm. um and then I started talking to him um that they needed a photographer at the time because th- their photographer had gotten hit by a car so she wasn't able to like to make it to the gigs and they needed somebody quick 
And my guy recommended me to him, and he's like, oh, show us some of your work. And at the time, like, I had a little bit of work, you know, from, like, just going out for, like, friends' birthday parties and me bringing my camera. And I showed him that. They're like, oh, yeah, cool. Let's let's do it. You know, like, where can you start? I'm like, when are you? He's like, can you come this Friday? So that's when I started uh, doing, like, the nightlife stuff. Uh, I started working at the mine. What used to, well, it used to be called Transit. Um, that's, like, my first uh, place that I started working. I would do, like, once a week, you know. And then um, just progress from there, like, oh, we like your work, you know, and they would tell me, like, work on this, work on that, you know. I was, I was always trying to remain open-minded about, like, any info that they wanted to give me because I was new to it, you know. Like, this is my first time working in a club, you know, taking pictures. So I learned from there, and then they started booking me more and more, and then they're like, oh, can you do video, you know. So I was like, I don't know how to do video, but I'll try, you know. Like, I got my camera, you know. Like, I'll try with this, and, you know, went from there and started – opening more and more doors from there so fuck it i'll figure it out yeah, <laughs> take every opportunity yep. cheech from los desvelados yeah yeah him. yeah yeah i've never actually met him but i've heard so many people talk about him that i'm like damn okay yeah, hell yeah. so is that how you know m doc that's from like djing like we used to be in a crew called uh the chicago deadbeats mm-hmm. it was me my guy dice nader menos and then louis q we were like the ones that formed that um we uh we used to work a lot with uh, these guys from Ghetto Division. Uh, they're from like the Pilsen area, a couple other spots, you know, but mainly from like Pilsen. Um, we started working with them, and then Cheech at the time had like his crew and like all them with END. That uh, was like another party crew that that we had, and just like from meeting all the, from like meeting all those people, you know, we all like worked together, DJ at parties, you know, we'd be like, hey, I need you to DJ over here. We were like, you know, like bug each other basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's basically how I met him through through like through that through DJing. You were deep in there. So so what made you stop? Honestly, I stopped DJing because um, I had gotten my girl at the time pregnant, <laughs> and I had like I had a kid. And I'm like, those the DJing stuff was decent, you know. I was booked every weekend, but I needed more income, mm-hmm. so like I stopped DJing for for a bit and I started working, and then um, I would try working and DJing too at the time. Well, like my kid was just born. But she always had, like, a problem with it, you know. Like, there was always, like, issues with, like, going out to DJ and, like, oh, who, what if you're talking to girls or blah, 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 you know. It was just, like, always, like, just, like, little things, you know. So I stopped doing it completely. And then, um, yeah, eventually, like, I tried to get back into it. But I was, like, I don't know. It's not the same no more, you know. I kind of, like, lost interest into it and then just started doing the photo and video work now i want to ask you something real quick and if it's too personal don't even you don't even got to answer it but for you what did that mean to you to you know have to make that decision it bothered me a lot but you know like for me it was just like well i have a kid now you know like i have a responsibility i have someone that i need to take care of someone to make sure that's good you know like it it changed my mindset like you know like i kind of understood it like yeah you know like school if it's gonna mean keeping us together you know like i'll i'll just work i'll stop doing this you know um but yeah i mean it was it was hard it was hard to stop because it's what i really like to do you know since i was like in junior high i, I was a uh, djing and i like, tried to make music so it, it, it was hard but i mean it led to other things you know divine timing yeah, hell yeah. real quick before we get fully into it guys that was your long introduction of film make sure you go ahead like comment and subscribe make sure you check this out man so the first thing i really want to talk about was let me give you the concept real quick right the concept today is going to be you know what do i do now mm-hmm. and that really stems from the idea of 
once you achieve so much in your career, once you feel like you've accomplished so much, you're left, w- you're left with the question of what do I do now? What do I pursue now? And that's like a hard realization to come to, right? Because you feel so accomplished, but at the same time, you feel so empty because there's nothing left for you to do. Um, and you've done a lot, man. Obviously, like, you've done a lot more than I realized because I couldn't do that much research on you considering your first post on Instagram is from yeah. 2019. <laughs> so I'm like, damn. But you started out, you know, just doing photography, taking these pictures of artists. The specific post I saw was DJ Chaba, right? Oh, uh, yeah. Now, like I said, you've done 50 Cent, you've done Sueños, you've done Mas Flow. For you, you know, what's the most important lesson you've learned so far? Honestly, to always be thankful for everything that you have and whatever you don't have if you want it like if you really want it you'll get it eventually you know but you just just gotta put the work in Mm -hmm. you know and be someone a person that is trustworthy and being loyal you know that that takes it a long way because i've noticed a lot of things or a lot of relationships end up because there's no loyalty there's no honesty there's nothing you know so it's always be you know, if you don't like something, speak up. If you do like how, how things are going, you know, talk about it, you know. What moment made you come to that realization? I guess looking back where I started and then seeing, like, where I'm at now, um, it made me realize a lot, you know, um, thinking that I was never going to be able to be doing things that I've done, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, honestly, that's basically basically it. I mean, just looking back on everything and seeing, like, you know, like how much – work I've put in, you know, to finally get to, like, I guess not the point that I want to be, but, like, a stage of it, you know? You look back and you you don't realize along the journey how far you've made it until you're at this mountaintop, right? And you look down and you're like, damn, I didn't even know I was going that hard. I didn't know I was going that far. Um, The song I took was from August Alcina. It's called Look at How Far I've Come. Or it's American Dream, and he says, when I was growing up, they told me that I wouldn't make it too far. And when I got a little older, they told me that I wouldn't be anything. Mm -hmm. And you have a lot of these doubters a lot of the time, right? And you have these people that tell you, like, oh, you can't do it. You won't be able to do it. And especially in an industry like this, right, you have people that just don't believe in the vision. Yeah. What made you overcome that? I mean, I still deal with that because there's, like, sometimes where I see, like, certain people that – and it's like, like nothing that like that I'm like that I'm not like happy for them, but it's like I'm happy for all my friends that make it, you know. But it's like, what do I need to do to be there, you know? Like, I just think about it like, like certain things too that I see. Like, I could be shooting there, you know, but like, what do I gotta do to make their eyes come to me, you know? And like, how do I catch their attention, you know? Just all the times that people would like, you know, like message me or tell me, you know, like when I give them their content, like, how amazing it was and, like, we want to book you again and blah, 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 you know, like, there's times, bro, where, where I've, I've applied for, like, passes or anything, you know, I don't get it, you know, but, you know, it's like, oh, well, you're not up to par with what we're looking for. It's like, you know, then it's like, damn, you know, like, I, at the time I look at it, kind of like, damn, I'm not good enough, you know, like, I need to keep working harder, you know, but I always use it as motivation. Like, that swingles, for example, like, at the end of the the second day of the whole night, I just kind of, like, chilled there, and I was just, like, watching everything happen. Like, damn, we actually made this happen, you know? Like, no matter how many times, you know, I got denied things, you know? Um, I'm finally, like, at a, my first – it was basically, like, my first big festival that I ever worked at, you know? And it was, like, something that I've always wanted to do. And it was a reggaeton festival, you know? It's, like, that kind of, like, 
it, it lifted up my spirits even more to like, all right, cool. Like, what do I got to do next? You know, like I did this and now I could like go on to like another thing, you know, like just keep moving and start working forward to like the next goal that I want to do. So after completing Sueños, what do you think that next goal was? I do want to do more like festivals and stuff like that. But my, my ultimate goal is I want to do like, like start off with short films um, and then like actually do like movies or like documentaries. Like I've always been fascinated by documentaries, like how they're filming or like going to different parts of the world and like going into places that not everybody gets access to, you know, like I want to do things like that. Like sometimes it's dangerous and all that, but it's like it's things you get to experience that other people don't and you get to document it and then show other people like, look, you know, that's like like my ultimate goal that I want to like reach. That shit would be dope as hell. You got your first subject, Willie. (laughs) (laughs) No, but that's honestly dope because at the end of the day, like, you have these goals that you set for yourself. And sometimes those goals aren't even, they're not even realized right when you complete the last one, right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes it takes that period where you got to take a couple months and figure out, okay, what am I doing? How do I get to the next part of my life? And where do I want to start, right? Mm -hmm. And for you, opening up that chapter was really with with v5 when you did the photography you know finally booking those gigs and you talked about how you got involved with them but i wanted to touch back on it a little bit and you know what have you how have you grown while being with them i mean honestly it's like learning every day you know uh i mean i've been doing like the the nightlife for a while and like sometimes i i i start seeing it like it's just like just like work you know and like i try to change my mindset to not make it just work you know and like I'll look, I'll watch different movies or, like, uh, watch, like, documentaries on, like, parties or nightlife or anything like that. Just to, like, try to get different ideas on how I can capture the events, you know? Mm-hmm. I always have, like, that fear of being, getting into my comfort zone and then not, like, not, like, progressing from there, you know? So, like, there's times where I feel like I'm getting too comfortable now. Like, um, I need to, like, figure out another way that we get document this you know like how can we how else can we show this you know like if whether using different equipment or using different lighting or a different like perspective or actually like trying to do like a little script to it or something you know um and then willie's willie and uh the other guy Josue, sway they're really good at that too you know they always like tell us like hey like the kind's getting a little bit too repetitive let's try this you know let's try this and they have some great ideas too you know so it's almost like all working together kind of like helps too you know mm-hmm. but um but yeah, it's just it's constantly trying to like figure out how to show what I do um, differently, you know, mm-hmm. and give people a different perspective. That's the shit that nobody thinks about. And I really appreciate that, man, because it's lit- it's the tiniest details that matter. Right. Just like you said, a lot of people aren't going to notice that, like, damn, this is repetitive. This uh, shit is getting old. But for the content creator it means the most to them because those are the moments that you're like damn i really put my own touch on that you know what i'm saying yeah another thing i wanted to talk about well another group i wanted to talk about was vision 55 mm-hmm. you're up that shit hard yeah. so talk about <laughs> talk about it how'd you get involved with them and you know what does it, that group really mean to you vision 55 all came to start because of uh one of my guys uh his name's uh jose but everybody knew him as flex um at the time, I wasn't really, like, doing – I don't know if I was in the clubs yet at the time yet, like, working in the clubs. And if I was, I wasn't, like, really doing it as much as I am now. Um, but he came to me one day. He's like, yeah, hey, I have this idea. 
uh, that I for like this project that I want to start. Um, and he's like, he showed me some examples of what he wanted to do, and he sent me like this guy named Servando Setaile from Mexico, and what he he does, he just basically before he used to use all GoPros and he would set them up and record the bands live. You know, they'd get an engineer out and then they would record the the group was playing and record it live, and it was all live. He's like, I want to do something like this, but out here in Chicago, you know, like I want this to be like a big company, you know, like I want to have a team and everything. And I was like, sure, you know, like he just told me he wanted to do that, but I didn't really know too much about like Mexican regional music, you know, like I wasn't in that scene at all. Like I never listened to it. And then uh, he had me come over by his place. And then uh, other guy, uh, Robert, he's from uh, this group called Escuela de Rancho. Um, I don't think they're together anymore. They've been like, or they did like a comeback for like event or something. But they used to be uh, a group, and he was uh, what he played the played the quinto, the tuba. He played the tuba and a couple other instruments. But it was us three. We had a meeting. We talked about it, you know, and like basically we're like, all right, so how are we gonna get in, tap into like the this the scene, you know? Um, Plex knew some people, and then Robert knew like all the musicians because he was in a group that's been around for a while. So he had good relationships with all of them. Um, and then we started there coming up with names and blah, blah, blah. Came up with Vision 55. Vision was because it was going to be uh, like a media-based company. And 55 was because of Interstate 55. And it's like something that we all took to get from place to place, you know, whatever it is we were doing. Mm-hmm. So that's how we came up with the name Vision 55. Um, and then we started... At first, nobody really wanted to work with us, you know, because they were like, who are you guys, you know? Like, we would offer our services for free, and there's times where we were like, uh, no, you know, we don't have time, we don't have time, you know? Uh, the ones that did, we actually worked with, you know, like, helped us a lot, because um, Robert, we did one for his band, um, and then we started working with other bands that already had a kind of like a, a name in the city, and that helped us bring out our name, you know, into, like, that the industry. Um and then yeah, it just grew from there. Um, at first, we just did media and audio. That's all we did. We didn't have a place or anything. We just worked. You know, we just worked wherever we could. You know, I work at my house, or you know, we go by our, one of our guys' uh, place, and he had a photo studio. You know, we'd edit there. He he started building the bigger a bigger crew. You know, and then we're like, well, we gotta do something else. You know, and started getting into like managing grupos. He bought over Los Cabros from Ohio, out here, cause you know he wanted to bring them out here to to like start managing them and then from there i mean they're doing great now and then from there you just started getting more groups signed on to the label to to manage mm-hmm. um and then started getting into like the urban the reggaeton the spanish uh spanish trap artists he started getting into that as well um and then yeah, that's basically how how we how we grew up so you were on the ground floor for that shit. yeah like i told flex you know he passed away not too long ago um and we all agreed you know that we we're gonna keep his legacy alive and keep the company alive you know whatever it is that we had to do you know um because he did a lot of work for all of us you know like he was someone that i looked up to a lot you know because he because of him you know like i got a lot of work in that industry um i had a lot of more motivation from him because he always believed in me you know he always believed in all of us and he would always motivate us or tell us straight up how it is you know he would always if we were messing up something, you know, he would tell us, you know, he would tell us, you would check us, be like, hey, you know, you're kind of doing this, you know, you need to do this, you know. Um, but, yeah, we all agreed that we're going to keep his legacy alive. We're going to keep working with Vision. So that's why I kind of like, 
repping hard because it was something that meant this still means a lot to me you know so how do you feel like you've grown specifically with vision 55 with v- v5 i started more with like doing photo work uh, like i said and then eventually started getting into video work and i feel like with vision it was mainly video work that i was doing and it went hand in hand you know um working with vision helped me like explore more like the video side of it and helped me like bring what i learned there to v5 you know and vice versa you know i i have the utmost respect for both for vision for v5 for everybody because they both helped me out a lot you know they both have opened lots of doors for me you know and then that's why like that's why it all comes into like the honesty and the loyalty and all that sticks you know like i've been with v5 for about like i think it's been like six seven years already Mm. and then vision's been how many years already five five years yeah so it's basically around five six years when i have i think i've been with the v5 working with them a little bit longer really what do these two groups mean to you i mean they're basically like like second families you know um i see i see people from that i work with that v5 and with vision more than i do my family sometimes you know so that's why i consider both of them like families you know um and Honestly, because of them, that's, like, where I've gotten a lot of my work, you know. Because um, I've, I've had, you know, like, little gigs that I get on my own here and there, but it's always meeting people, whether it be, like, with Vision somewhere, meeting somewhere there, or being in the club with V5 somewhere, meeting someone there, you know. They both m- mean a lot to me for the simple fact that, you know, like, they've helped open more doors for me, you know, and in return, like, I give them my loyalty, you know, my honesty, you know. Um I try to deliver everything that they need on time, but sometimes, you know, obviously <laughs> it's backed up because we we have we have we have teams, you know, but like it's just like sometimes it's just way too much, you know. It's like <sighs> that's the other thing is that this shit isn't just you know work. It, it's not just you know every day you're in the club and having fun and partying, right? There's the other side to it that a lot of people aren't seeing, and you mentioned that you know with the passing of uh, Flex. You know, that was I know that was a very big thing with you guys because it was all over social media. A lot of people were reaching out and saying, you know, my condolences and my condolences to you guys. You know, I'm very sorry to hear about that. And when you lose people, you you're left with that feeling, right? You're left with an empty feeling. And it's kind of like, what's next? How do I go on without you? Right. What do I do now? Uh, I took a song from Bruno Mars for this one. Right. And it, it says, seems like pain has been my only friend. My fragile heart's been done so wrong. I wondered if I'd ever heal again. And you really feel that feeling when that person leaves, right? It's like, like I said, how do I go on? What do I do next? And there's no real answer. There, There's no answer that's going to make you feel better. There's no answer that's like right there in front of you. You know, if you're comfortable with it, you know, talk about, you know, the relationship you had with Flex and, you know, what that really meant to you. Because, I, like you said, you had said you looked up to him a lot. Yeah. So, for you, you know, what did it really mean to you? Well, honestly, I've, I've known known him since I was in high school. Um, we didn't really, like, talk too much in high school because, basically, we, like, we all knew the same, like, amount, like group of friends, you know. Um, but he was more, like, into the sports and, like, stuff like that. And I was more, like at the time i was like into like graffiti you know like i wanted to do i wanted to paint i wanted to do this in high school you know so he was more like i guess you could say like a jock and then i was like the, the guy spray painting you know and then started djing you were a delinquent yeah <laughs> <laughs> in high school since like i dj you know like a couple of people knew and then 
um, that's where like I just kind of kind of started getting closer with Flex because he would throw parties and he would hit me up like, "Hey, come DJ," you know, and I'd bring my equipment and you know we I DJ for him at the parties, and he used to DJ too. Um, so that's kind of like where I started getting closer to him. Um, and then after high school, like we would talk here and there. He'd have me come like take pictures of like uh, dogs that he had because he used to have like bullies, uh, and he had it twice. He had like a litter, so he'd hit me up like, "Can you go take pictures of the dogs?" You know. Um, so I would go for that or like if it was like anything with like family or something so it meant a lot to me because I never really I mean I've lost friends you know but I never had really lost a friend that was like that close to me that I would see on the daily and like talk to daily or like talk about what we're gonna do next you know like it, it, it hurt a lot because I already had known him for so long um, and then just for like all of a sudden just for that person to be gone it's like you're never gonna see them again you're not gonna talk to them again you know it's 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 a crazy feeling that i still sometimes have like nah he's out there somewhere he faked his death or something you know like, that's what i we keep telling like, telling myself like he faked the death or something, you know but you know it's just it's just a weird feeling you know like when it first happened like, just like not getting a text you know like oh we gotta do this you know like or like hey, let's go to the gym or let's go do this you know it, it, there wasn't a lot of people like him, I guess you could say, you know. Um, I have a lot of good friends, but he was, like, that one person. I mean, we all have friends that, you know, you can count on for, like, anything, you know. And he was, like, that person, you know. No matter what time it was, he would answer your calls, you know. I mean, if he wasn't busy, you know, obviously, because everybody has life. But, you know, he would always, if you needed help with something, you know, like, he was there to help you, like, or he would try to figure it out, you know. It was never, like, I can't do it. I can't help you, you know. It was always, like, he found a way to try to help the situation you know so so yeah it was like it was it was big for for me for all of us you know but for me especially because you know it was i had known him for a while and first time losing a close friend like that you know aside from vision 55 how do you feel like you've kept his legacy alive and you've carried what you've learned from him as far as like the like the regional mexican scene Everywhere we go, the logo's up, you know, and that logo represents him basically now, you know. And then he also has, like, a Quizón Corrido, and it's basically almost played at every single event that we have, you know. It's played there, so it's like we're trying to turn that into, like, an anthem, you know. So everybody knows, you know, like, his name knows who Cinco Siete, you know, like, Flex, who was, who he was, you know. And everything that... I learned from him it was always with just like relationship wise or like negotiating wise or anything like that or like it's, it's everyday things that I still use you know like he taught us a lot even when he didn't think he was teaching us just by watching him it's like you learn things you know so so that's that's something that I'm always going to carry with me you know what would you say helped you during your process of you know grieving obviously you know it's still going on because it was recent. We think about him every day, you know. Um, I usually just try to reflect back on, like, all the good memories that we had, you know. Um, I try to think how he would, what he would be doing right now that we're here, you know. Like, he would always, I know he would be like, come on, you know, like, we got to, we got to start working. We got to keep going, you know, keep going. Like, don't, don't, don't let this stop, you know. Because they know if we stopped doing what we were, we're doing with Vision, he'd be mad. He'd be super mad because he put a lot of time and money into it, you know. So it's like that's kind of more like what helps me get by. Just like trying to motivate myself to to keep the company going, you know.
and making sure like if people people that know vision well not everybody but a lot of people that know vision know flex you know i've talked with a lot of people who have lost a lot of close people to them right and the process is never easy it's never just you know obviously it happens and you move on with life but you have those moments of reflection right you have those moments where it seems like it never happened Mm -hmm. i used to say that whenever i'd see a picture because my grandma's passed away right i would see a picture and i'm like they're just i just haven't seen them in a long time i'll see them one day again but you know it's just gonna be like a very long time and it almost feels like it never it wasn't real right it's like damn just like you said nah he faked his death nah it's not it's not real and sometimes i guess it's easier for that feeling to not have ever hit you than to all hit you at once it just comes down to that how do i move forward what's next for me what i want to talk to you about next though was the balance of the family life the family and the nightlife right that's tough bro i don't know how you do it because every day i have this battle with myself of i gotta do this but i also want to be able to show love and affection to all the people in my life right because you got to appreciate them while they're here not once once they're gone right yeah so for you how have you found that balance i still feel like i'm trying to find that balance you know because it's 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 hard well i don't think it's hard there's a way to do it to find the perfect balance but i still am working on it you know because i work a lot it's not like like they say i quit my nine to five to work 24 7 it's basically like what i do you know it's like if I'm not editing somewhere, you know, I'm shooting. And if, if I'm not doing that, I'm trying to, like, get some sleep in or, like, you know, or trying to go with my family or something, you know, or hanging out with some friends to get my mind off things, you know. For me, it's I'm still trying to find it to, I guess, just being more efficient with my work um, and getting things done, uh, like, almost setting, like, deadlines. All right, this video needs to be done by this, by this time, you know, this time, you know, and, like, just knowing when to say yes or no to gigs. That's, like, what I've learned, you know? Like, I want to die. If I could, I want to do every single gig that gets thrown at me, you know? But sometimes I have to say no because I have other work that I need to finish first. You know, if I take that gig, it's going to get time for, time away from my editing and it's going to back me up even more, you know? And I usually just, like, pass it on to somebody else. If I know somebody else that can do the job, I'll give it to them, you know? Um, but I've been trying to, like, be more efficient editing wise where i'm not getting too distracted with other things or like being on my phone or checking my social media you know or like working on one project and then oh i gotta work on this project too you know like trying to finish one and finish it on on a with good time just so i don't have all that backed up work you know mm-hmm. and then like with my son um he stayed with his mom out in indiana so it's a bit of a drive for me sometimes you know and then like with work the clubs I have to be out at night all the time, you know, so I'll go over, you know, like whenever I can, but it's usually just like calling or something, you know. Um, So that's like another thing that I need to work on, you know, because I'm doing too much work, you know, and then not spending enough time with my son or with my family. Mm -hmm. So it's just like I'm still trying to like figure it all out, you know. I guess it's just like being more efficient, more organized with yourself and making time for everything, you know, because 
it can't be all work all the time. Sometimes it is like that. It's going to be be like that, and it has to be like that. But you also got to find time for yourself, you know. Mm-hmm. It's it's healthy, you know. It's You need it. You know, sometimes you got to say no. <laughs> I feel like that's a difficult thing to have to, you know, kind of balance out. And that feeling to live with, right? Because it's like I want to be there for these people, right? I don't, I don't got kids, so yeah, I, I yeah. can't say. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. for you, it really comes down to you know nurturing and growing and raising a child, right? So for you, where where does that feeling lie? You know, I get torn apart when I have to focus on this over certain people. Yeah, it's it's hard, but like sometimes how I see it's like right now it's it's like it's grind time, you know. But eventually, I'll be. How I, how I see it, like, I want to be able to have, like, a team, you know? So I'm not the one that's always out, you know? Like, if I wanted to take, I could still take on a gig, but it'll be for somebody else to do, you know? Like, and I'll be able to, like, focus on spending more time with the family, you know? But I, at the time, like, right now, I, I feel like I've still got to, like, put in work, you know, to give, get to where I really want to be, you know? And like I said, I don't want to dig too deep, man. I, I don't want to be, like, putting your business out there, right? Do you feel like there's a possibility that it would ever be too late that you would accomplish all that and then have to look back one day? I don't think so. I, 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 like I tell everybody, if you don't take that risk, you're never going to know, you know? So the sooner you can take that risk, the sooner you'll be able to get to, you know, because some people, it'll take them like a year, two years, or, you know, five, six years, you know, to get to where they want to be. Mm-hmm. But it's like if you never do it or if you think it's too late, then how are you going to ever find out, you know? You're never going to know if you never tried it, you know. Like, I used to work at a cultivation for, for cannabis. I was an extractor. And, like, I thought I was set. I'm like, I'm, I'm going to be good here, you know. Like, I was there when the the industry first came out in Illinois, you know, before it was, like, uh, recreational. Mm-hmm. I was working in the industry. I'm like, oh, I'm good. I'm set. You know, I'm, I'm in the lab. I'm doing extractions. Like, I'm good, you know. But it didn't work out like that. And... I kept thinking to myself, because, like, there would be times where, like, they'd hit me up while I was at work. Yo, I need you to come shoot this event. Can you come? Like, I can't. I'm at work, you know? I don't have to wait till after work, and then I was free. You know, or there'd be times where I'd take off work just to go work at another event, you know? Like, I'd use a vacation day or a sick day to call off and then go work at another event. And I'm, like, I'm kind of, like, stuck in between because I love weed. <laughs> but I also, lo- I also love, like, doing video and photo work, you know? And... And I had got offered a job, like a, a permanent video job, when I was still at the facility. I turned it down because I was like, you know, I'm in the, I'm in the beginning stages of the cannabis industry in Illinois. Like this could be really big for us, you know. I was like, I'll, I'll be good here. You know, I'll be making good money. But it just came to the day that I was just like, uh, I need to, I need to take the risk, you know. And I quit my job and I went and started doing this full time. Like, I hit up everybody. I'm like, yo, I quit my job. Like, I'm doing this full time. Like, let me know if you got work, you know. I showed up. I told I told my boy from Vision, I told Flex, and I told V5, like, yo, I quit my job. I'm ready to do this full time. Like, all right, cool. And, like, thankfully for them, you know, I was able to keep busy, and then I started getting, like, my own gigs, reaching out to people, you know. Um, but, yeah, you just got to take the risk. Yeah. Damn, I was going to ask you, is there any regret with that? I don't regret it. I mean, there's times where I'm, like, I have too much work. I have too much work. Like, I don't want to do this no more. You're like, I'm tired of editing. I'm tired of, like, doing all of this, you know? But then I'm like, I think of myself, like, nah, you were asking for this. This is what you wanted. Now you have it, and it's like, now you got to deal with it, you know? So, I like, I catch myself complaining sometimes that I have too much work 
or like this and that but then i'm like but this is what i wanted i quit my job for this and it's like now that i have it i'm not being thankful for it you know i'm complaining about it and it's kind of like nah bro like you know just get back to work you know like figure out a way to make it happen it's like what they say bro be careful what you wish for exactly yeah yeah basically man i talk about that a lot recently um how i used to always be like man i want to be famous i want to be famous and I still, I, I'm not going to say I don't want that shit, right? Because I do want that shit. But as time goes on, you realize that a lot of the relationships you make because you want that become ingenuine. They're not real. And you wonder where the real love is. You wonder where the people that really do support you are coming from. And it's such a hard thing to deal with mentally because nobody's really prepared for that one day it just kind of shows up and obviously i'm sure you deal with a lot of that you probably have people hitting you up all the time like hey yo get me into this event it happens a lot but i feel like it's gonna happen with any industry that you work in you know it doesn't matter where it is like that's just something that's gonna happen i uh, know you were in the two worst industries you're in uh fucking nightlife and weed there's people there's been times where people ask me like hey can you get me into shoot at this event you know and i'm like i'll check out the work first you know i'm like oh he's good yeah like i'll see what i can do you know and if i can you know i'll get them in but it's almost like just seeing like how they act afterwards, you know, like it's hard, you know, it's hard to like determine if a person's intentions are good or not, you know, it's like, I feel like you still got to like, kind of like give them a try, you know, like I always try to give everybody a try if they hit me up, you know, if I can make something happen, like, sure, you know, I'll give you a, I'll give you, I'll give you a, a try to, you know, come shoot for us, you know, or whatever, unless you come off like. You know, like a little bit too, like, uh, like, come on, bro, I need this, you know, like, you know, I need to do this, you know, like, maybe I'll be like, oh, we'll see, you know, but uh, yeah, I try to give everybody an opportunity to come shoot, you know, and then just going from there, but I almost feel like th having that happen to you makes you like a stronger person and you're able to like, I guess, like read people a little bit better, you know, seeing what their intentions really are. Just dealing with that, it really does take that toll on your mental health. Mm -hmm. where you're like, fuck, oh, yeah. man, like. But, man, I really appreciate you coming through, man. Uh, I think that we had a really good conversation. And I know there's a lot more that I got to learn about you over time. But, shit, hopefully we get to do more work together, bro. Yeah, for sure. Sounds good. Thank you for having me. All right, guys. That's going to be all for today. Thank you for watching. Make sure you tune in. And make sure you like, comment, and subscribe. Sad boys for real. Peace out. This is Sad Boy Radio.